They say that in the case of mysterious deaths, the first 48 hours are critical. If investigators don't make a breakthrough in that time, the chances of resolving the case are greatly diminished. But what if you don't make a breakthrough in the first 48 hours or the first 48 days? What if you don't make a breakthrough in 48 years? Welcome to the mysterious case of Fred the Head and one of the UK's most baffling unsolved crimes. Episode 10 The Mysterious Mr. Jenner At the end of the last episode, I left you with a curious idea, a curious set of coincidences and names. In short, because I was looking for someone called Yoji or Josef, I had identified someone called Josef Jenner. Now, he was living in the kind of Burton Derby area at the same time as Valtraud Kun and Frank Kun had been living in Windshill. Now, there's nothing strange in that. But when I followed through Josef Jenner to see what happened in his future, he reappears in 1970, marrying someone called Valtraud A. The same name and initial as the person married to Frank Kun. Now, that seemed a very strange coincidence, given that both of those names are incredibly rare. It just seemed very peculiar. But we really do have to bear in mind, it could be four separate people. There could be two Josef Jenners. There could be a Valtraud A and a Valtraud A. But it does require me to dig a bit deeper, just to satisfy myself that there's a rational explanation for what's going on. But where to start? Well, I started with Jenner. The Josef Jenner that we knew got married to Anita Blackham in 1966. What could I find out about him? You may remember from the last podcast that Josef Jenner and Anita Blackham's marriage did not last long because a couple of years later in 69, I see someone called Anita Jenner, clearly the same person, marrying a man called Anthony Brady. So she becomes Anita Brady. I needed to find her because she would know all about the Josef Jenner I'm really interested in. I looked around for any references I could find to Anita and Tony Brady and I found some. It seems that Anita and Tony Brady had been the landlords of a pub called the Copper Hearth in Stapen Hill. That's important. Stapen Hill is only a couple of miles away from Windsill. So now we know that Jenna's wife was close to Windsill. Probably means Jenna had some connection to Windsill. And Windsill was where Frank and Valtraud Kuhn lived. But I had no idea of course, whether Anita was still alive. But given she had lived in Stapenhill and for some time, I looked around for other Bradys living in Stapenhill and I found some. And that eventually led me to a man called Chris Brady. I found his number and I gave him a ring. Now, I should point out really that 
I suppose I've got quite used to ringing complete strangers and asking them completely out of the blue if they could talk to me about a body that someone else found 50 years ago. I really must sound like a nutcase to some people, I know that. But so far, no one has yet slammed the phone down on me. And happily, Chris didn't slam the phone down on me. Hello, Christopher. Ken Davis here. Uh, what it was, and I know it must have sounded a very odd message earlier on, but I'm investigating, and have been for the last two years, a case that is known in Burton as Fred the Head. Have you ever heard anything about it before? I vaguely know the story, yeah. Okay. Now, why on earth am I ringing you about it? Well, for this reason. One slight possibility is... This person may or may have been known to a man called Josef Jenner. Yeah. Does that name ring any bells with you? Yeah, it's my mum's first husband. It was? 64. 66. 66 we got married a little bit. It was? Yeah, that's right, yeah. No, my mum was 20 then, yeah. Well, I'm glad you know that wondering whether I was about to tell you something I shouldn't be telling you or didn't know and I don't know a lot but yeah little bits so your mum was Anita yeah can I ask is, is Anita still with us she is yeah okay good the thing is about Mr Jenner is he is connected to someone called Frank Cunn would you know that name at all no I, I asked him that I spoke to my mum about it and I said, did Josie have any friends? And she said, yeah, no friends whatsoever. Uh, okay. Now, she was married to Josef for three years. <laughs> yeah, they were actually married for a week before she kicked him out. And it took three years for the divorce to come through. Did you know, did you know the story behind Josie? He was a cabaret artist or a circus performer. He was a knife thrower. He was a knife thrower? Yeah, my mum was his target. <laughs> so she was a brave woman kicking him out then. So, um, yeah, so they used to perform locally, Birmingham, Derby area. So I don't know how long that actually went on for. I said to my mum, says, why did you get married? Was it love or convenience or what? And uh, she said, well, he just asked me. And I said, yeah, if we did it. And then a week later, I kicked him out and told him never, I never want to see him again. And she never did. Uh, my mum, whatever they were doing, performing, whether it's a circus or just like a, a, a touring cabaret act, I don't know. But like I said, they got married and within a week she kicked him out and she's never seen him again. She's no idea where he went to or anything like that. No, 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 no like forwarding address. Because the thing is about Jenners, there aren't any, there's only three in the country. It's a really uncommon name. I mean, she, she said, she, I don't know whether he's dead or alive, she says, I have no idea now. He didn't have he didn't have any mates, he didn't work anywhere or anything like that, you don't think? Um, my mum said he was he'd got no friends. Because that's so, unusual, isn't it? I mean everyone's got yeah. friends. It's really unusual for someone to, not to, not to have friends. I've got a feeling he he hadn't been in the country long before yeah. they got married. Well that's why I said to him was it a marriage of convenience so he could stop it, you see. To be honest with you, Christopher, Hungarians could stop here anyway. 
because right, after, yeah. after the Hungarian uprising in 1956, the UK said, just come, and 20,000 did. Right. So there's no, there was no, I don't think there was any, there was any need to. One question, a couple of questions. If, if you do get a chance to ask her, I'd be really interested in the answers to. Did he suffer from any kind of skeletal problems with his neck? Oh, right, yeah, yeah. And did he have any dentures? Right. Well, what sort of age was Joseph? Did he you know anything about when he was born or anything like that? The start of the 30s to the, to the end of the 30s, I think we're talking about his birth date. So he's a bit older than my mum then, because my mum was born in 46. He said she was 18 when she married him. So I think he would have been older than your mum. There's no birth certificates in the UK because they're all Hungarian. So, so I can't find a birth certificate in the UK for him. I can find a marriage certificate with your mum on it and yeah. someone else that he marries afterwards. Is he married again after my mum? I think so. I think yeah. so because there's another Joseph Jenner getting married. It might have been a different one, but it, it's so unusual name. It, on my birth certificate, it's got my mother's former name as Zena. Yeah, Jenna. That's it. That's yeah. He, she was. Uh, she was originally Blackham. She Blackham. Blackham. Blackham's maiden name, yeah. Yeah, and then she married Josef Jenna, and then she married your dad. What you've told me is really useful because before today I knew nothing about jo Josef Jenna. Yeah. And now I know a little bit about. It. Didn't know he was a knife thrower. <laughs> yeah. If I give you my email address, you can forward me a link for the podcast, and I'll, I'll just scan through that. It's long, there's about four hours of it now. Well, I'm, I'm a lorry driver, I can listen to it. Then you'll have fun on the M1 tomorrow listening to that then. <laughs> I'm working till about midnight tomorrow. Oh, well, I'll try not to send you to sleep with the podcast, but, <laughs> but there's... You've got me interested, certainly. Well, wait till you hear the podcast. Uh, <laughs> the last podcast finishes off with I need to track down Josef Jenner, and that's why I was so keen to speak to you today. Thanks, Christopher. Yeah, no problem. I'll, uh, I'll be in touch. So I sent Chris a copy of the podcasts and a few questions, and Chris was as good as his word. He came back to me by email uh, a couple of hours later. He said this: "Hi Ken, I've spoken to my mum. She met Joe after answering an article she read in the Daily Mirror. Soon after sending the letter to the journalist who wrote the piece on Joe." which I'll need to find, I think. He turned up at a bar in Derby where my mum worked. He introduced himself and said that the way she held herself and moved was just what he was looking for. Joe was a full-time performer, knife thrower, and worked in the circus as well as the cabaret scene. He was even the person throwing the knives in the 1960 movie Circus of Horror. They lived in Derby and mostly performed locally. He was athletically built, around 5 foot 10, with thick black hair and usually slicked back. He didn't have any dentures at that time or any neck problems. And he threw 12 inch knives every night so his hands were normal size, not small. My mum did say he was very vague about his past and passed himself off as Polish, not Hungarian, although my mum thought he was from Hungary. My mum can remember the reconstructed head in the Burton Mail and said that it bared no resemblance to Joe. But any more details, I'll let you know. Now, I watched the 1960 film 
circus of horror a couple of hours ago and particularly the knife throwing scene which is on youtube if you want to watch it and the person throwing the knives is dressed as a red indian and this is who yosef jenner is supposed to be i have to say i'm not convinced the person throwing the knives looks in their mid 50s age-wise yosef jenner in 1960 couldn't have been any older than 30 probably younger than that so that just doesn't add up so maybe that was just a tall tale Yosef Jenner used to tell maybe just to increase the air of mystery in relation to his cabaret performance but I'm not convinced I have to say I thought it might be worth just talking through how I'm thinking about this podcast a few weeks ago I mentioned that I was thinking of ending season one after podcast 10. That's this podcast. But I'm not going to. I'm just going to carry on. And I'm going to do that for two reasons. One, I think we're getting warm. I think we're at a very exciting stage of the investigation. And I'm not just going to stop it now. The second reason being, if I can release podcasts every two weeks rather than every one week as I was doing I can just kind of fit it in I do actually have a day job so I have to fit it in around that but I think I can do that by the way I'm recording this during the first week of May I think one of the things that people most enjoy about the podcast is that we're in this together investigating this together at the same time it's hot off the press you are as up to date as I am and for new listeners and we've had lots and lots of new listeners you need to know that this is a real-time investigation I've no idea where this is going to lead us it could lead us anywhere there isn't some endpoint that I already know I've no idea what the resolution to this is but hopefully it will be closer and closer to identifying who Fred is and I was looking at the stats for the podcast earlier and it is amazing how it's grown and I'm so grateful to everybody for that I think the first week when we did the podcast one I think I got 20 listens last week after episode 9 we'll get a thousand in that week from all over the world from America from Australia from all parts of Europe from South Africa wherever people are listening to podcasts they're listening to this podcast so I'm so grateful to everyone's help in that if you do get an opportunity just leave a recommendation or leave any kind of feedback wherever you get your podcasts please do so other people will see that and other people will be turned on to what we're trying to do here so a huge thanks again to everyone who's helped me the other thing i wanted to look at in much more detail was the marriage in march 1970 in hove between josef jenner and voltraut hay the online databases only give you so much, just the basic details. What I really needed was the marriage certificate or a copy of it. So I ordered it and yesterday it arrived. Now this could have instantly solved everything. It could have been really clear that this was nothing, but it didn't. In fact, it made it even more mysterious for four reasons firstly Valtraut shows her middle name 
And remember, Voltraud Kun's middle name was Annalena. That's what shows on the Australian electoral records. It, she shows it as Valtraud A.L. Kruger when she gets married to Frank Kuhn. And this marriage certificate shows her middle name. And it's not the easiest to work out because the handwriting is not fantastic, but it's pretty clear when you look at it. It's Annalena. A-N-A-L-I-N-E. Now, I thought Valtraud A and Valtraut A was a huge coincidence. Valtraud Annalena and Valtraut Annalena, is that too much of a coincidence? Secondly, Josef Jenner shows his profession. In fact, they both show their professions on the certificate. And Josef's is a gent's hairdresser. Now, Frank Kuhn was a gent's hairdresser. Remember, he went to Australia to set up a hairdresser's. That's another huge coincidence. Thirdly, Valtraut gives her age in March 1970 as 38. So today, she would have been 89. Remember what Zoe Kuhn said to us. Her mother was living in Dusseldorf and was nearly 90. And fourthly, it shows Valtraut as having changed her previous name by deed pole. Now that's highly unusual anyway. It was happening within the Hungarian community to anglicize your name, so it's not completely unusual. But she changed it to another foreign name. Does that make any sense? It also gave the address they were living. They were both living in the same place, 21 Portland Gate, Hove. I've done some initial research into Portland Gate, Hove, and in fact, they were flats. And in fact, the caretaker lived in number 21, Portland Gate. And finally, fortunately, I have two signatures on the marriage certificate, Josef Jenner's and Valtraut A. Valtraut signs her name W. A. Jenner. But the W and the A are written in a very distinctive style. The A looks like an H with a line across the top, so rectangular, not triangular, if you get my drift. So I have now ordered the Kunz marriage certificate, and I'm waiting with bated breath to see exactly what Valtraud's signature looks like on that. So things are starting to look pretty mysterious and are pointing me towards the idea that something very odd is going on. But then I made another discovery and a shout out to Nick Whitaker for his assistance on this. Remember, I found the entry pass for Frank Kuhn as he arrived in Australia on the Castel Felice on the 15th of October 1969. But I couldn't find Voltraud or Zoe's. Well, eventually, I did. They are also in the Australian records. They bear the same date. 
they bear consecutive numbers to Franks 1126, 1127, 1128. Written in the same handwriting, probably Franks. One for Valtraud Annalina Kun, and one for Zoe Ira Kun. It also shows Valtraud's date of birth as the 26th of February 1930, which means that when she arrived, she would have been 39. And this means we can look again at the age on the marriage certificate. On the 26th of March 1970, Valtraud Kun would have been 40. The marriage certificate clearly states 38 at the time of marriage. That is not a match. And of course, we now know that by October 1969, Valtraud was in Australia. The whole family were and she couldn't be in two places at once. I had, I'll be honest, started to wonder, had the Kun family really all travelled together? Well, I think they definitely did. And finally, on the entry pass, there is also a signature, Valtraud signature. Unfortunately, the most significant letter, the A, is not used. She simply signs it W. Kun. The W, I have to say, is quite similar to the one on the marriage certificate, but it's not definitive. So, unless Valtraud travelled back pretty soon after she arrived in Australia, it really is starting to look like these were just coincidences. There are two Valtraud and Valtrauds. There are two Josef Jenners. But we needed to find out, because... When you're trying to solve a murder that's 50 years old, you can't leave any stone unturned. But then I got a reply to a Facebook message from a man who I'd sent a friend request to about two weeks ago. His name? Josef Jenner. Now this Josef Jenner, and he's the only one I can find in the UK, is the son of the Josef Jenner that got married in Hove in spring 1970 to Valtraut and he agreed to have a conversation. Hello? Hello, is that Joe? It is, is that Ken? Yeah, it is. How, how are you doing? I'll, I'll tell you my story. My father came over and um, ended up in Sheffield my okay. mother was married at the time to a man called Alec Kalinsky, who ran the um, Polish club in Sheffield, but also had a large house. <coughs> and him and his family, my, my mother, and at the time his two daughters, had a house. Um, the rooms upstairs were left out to refugees. Okay. My, mother, my father had one of those rooms. Um, my mother fell in love with him, and... Um, ran away from the family, left, left her husband and two children, and had me. I was born in Sheffield, in, um, in the Keithley, in 1957. They then moved down to Suffolk, to Eastbourne, uh, where my only true blood sister was born. Then my father, Joseph, her husband, or her boyfriend rather, mm. um, up. So um, the only new 
things I have of him or information I have of him is that. Um, plus the fact that um, on my birth certificate, his name is spelled J-O-Z-S-E-F. Yeah. Uh, whereas mine is spelled J-O-S-Z-E-F. Yeah. His occupation at the time it says on there was the hairdresser. Yeah. Which I find a bit odd. Well, why do you find why do you find that odd? If I may ask. Because uh, my mother always she forbade me to even mention his name ever. And as a young child, obviously, I wanted to know who my father was when I was aware that other children had fathers, and I didn't. And then all through my teens, I kind of um, was saying to her like, I want to know who he is and what happened and where he was from, and she refused to speak of any of it. When the internet first came out and uh, you could explore there, hmm. I found some, an article which I've tried to look for since I've never found it again. An armed robbery involving a shotgun. Hmm. And Joseph Stenner was mentioned in that. And also, um, I have, uh, <laughs> I went to my, my mother, my mother went on holiday and, um, I went through her things and found a photograph of um, my father mm-hmm. and um, which she asked for back, which I never gave her back because I, I was a teenager and I thought, well, it's my right to have a picture of my father. Of course. And that's all the information I can tell you. But my sister Mo has, um, she's missing, um, I think it's um, one of these um, DNA sites. Yeah. And um, she said that she's found some information about him getting married and having children. Well, let me tell you what I think from what I yeah. know. Yeah. Um, well, firstly, Josef Jenner is, is an extraordinarily unusual name for the time. Uh, right. In the UK, it's not an unusual name generally, but it's an unusual name in the 60s. In England, and yes, it's sure. there's probably, I mean, I can find three examples, but actually, they may all be the same person. There was definitely a Josef Jenner, who was in Derby, in 1966, who married a lady called Anita Blackham. Right. That marriage lasted no time. They were divorced three years later, but in fact, she kicked him out after a week. Really? Let Let me be honest, Joe. That might be a different Josef Jenner. So everything I'm saying here might not might not be anything to do with your father. Derby is the same area as um, Sheffield, isn't it? Where, um... Well, it's it's about it's forty miles south, yeah, of Sheffield. Yeah. But he was a knife thrower. Really? He had a career as a professional knife thrower, and she was his target. And he was on the kind of cabaret nightclub scene. That was his act. So. That's one Yosef Jenner. Now, that Yosef Jenner just disappears completely after about 1969. Well, that's exactly what my sister said about um, the one that she's... Um, she said she's traced the marriages, but not the death. Well, there then is another marriage in Hove, in the south coast, between right. a Yosef Jenner and a lady called Valtraut... Well, she calls herself Valtraut Jenner. So she changed her name for whatever it was by Depop to Jenna already. People on their marriage certificates put their maiden name. She put her maiden name as, in fact, her married name, Jenna. So I don't know what she was trying to hide there. Yeah. It's just suspicious. If he was in East Bond in 57 when I was born, um, 
in East, yeah. So he was in Sheffield in 57 when you were born, or Eastbourne? Yeah, uh, yeah I'm sorry, in Sheffield, yes. But then uh, I was in Eastbourne in 59 when we moved down there. Well, that would suggest that these are different people. Yeah. Or he may have uh, been still hanging around in Hove, I don't know. Um, I do think the person that got married in Hove in 1970, I've got the marriage certificate in front of me now, I think he's your father. Really? Well, he puts his profession as hairdresser. He was living at a place called Portland Gate in Hove. Crikey. That's your dad. Wow. He married a lady called Valtraud Annaline. Well, she put Jenna as her maiden name, but it wouldn't have been Jenna. So I'll send you that. So what happened to you? We don't know. After that, he, he simply disappears. What colour hair did he have? Black. It might seem odd questions, but did he have any kind of problems with his neck? Doesn't look like it. Okay, okay, okay. Well, by the way, how old were you when he disappeared, by the way? Because I might be asking you questions that you have no... I was about two. Oh, I beg your pardon then. I'm asking you questions, which are you know, clearly... That's fine. That's, that's fine. I'm intrigued. Yeah, uh, I was about two years old. Okay, okay, okay. So that would have been... He would have maybe left the family home around... 1960. I may, I, I, I may have been three. But yeah, but that, that kind of time. And never had any idea of what his occupation was. So it says on, it says on the, my birth certificate that he was a hairdresser. Well, the, the match is there because it says on, the, on his marriage certificate in 1970 that he's a gent's hairdresser. Can I ask a question that you might say, well, it's actually none of your business, but uh, you mentioned your, mo- your mother said you know, can ne- never ask again, never talk about him again. Do you know why? She, she said he was a violent man. He was a violent man? A violent man, yeah. Okay. And that's all, all my childhood, right into my adulthood, um, she would never even mention his name. And therefore you think there may have been a connection with this kind of armed robbery thing? It was really just something I found, and um, it was um, something to do with either a court hearing or something. And um, it just mentioned uh, uh, an armed robbery and a shotgun being used, and, and there was a list of names, like three or four names, and my Joseph Sander was one of them. Do you know when that would have been? I've got no idea because um, I found this about sort of eight or nine years ago, and um, I got distracted by trying to find other things from that. And then when I went back to find that again, I couldn't find it, so um, I've got no idea whatsoever. Well, I do apologise for opening a can of worms again. No, no problem, no, that's absolutely fine. So, yeah. to my sister, what's she's called, Mo. She um, if you want to speak to her, she's happy to do that. Um, Was she older than you, want... Joe, or younger? No, she's, two, she's two years younger, than, well, about a year, and a, a year and a half or so younger than me. Okay, so, and can I ask, was, was Yosef her father? Yes. I suppose they, took, they had DNA in those days. They have got DNA, though. Oh, really? They extracted DNA from the skull, but they need a match. It's, it's mitochondrial DNA, and that means that uh, you need a match to match it to. And they have got no idea who to match it to. Very interesting. Oh, it's a very intriguing case. Joe, I'm afraid you'll not be able to extricate yourself from this anymore. <laughs> no, you've got me in there. That's the problem. I do think, from what we've said here, what we can absolutely establish is the person they found is not your father. I think that's an uncertainty. Uh, I also think that we may well be dealing with more than one Yosef Jenner knocking around the UK 
because I don't think your dad was a knife thrower. No. But obviously, I just wanted to cover all that stuff off because you could have been the key to the whole mystery. Well, thanks, Joe. I'm really grateful for your time. If I come across anything else about uh, Yosef Jenner, who clearly is your father, I'll let you know. It's very kind. I, I, I appreciate that a lot because I've always, as, as you can imagine, I've always wanted to know who it was and what it was about, you know. Well, I this point, it was an address of her. I wanted something a bit more exciting, you know. Well, might have been doing something a lot more exciting as a hobby. <laughs> And in a final piece of this particular mini jigsaw, I was just putting the final touches to this podcast and I got a phone call from Chris Brady, who we heard earlier in this podcast. He's the son of Anita Brady, who was married to the Josef Jenner in Derby, the knife throw. Joe Jenner had sent me that photo he had of his dad. So I sent it to Chris to see if it was the same man that Anita had married. If he was, then we really were dealing with something very strange. But it turns out he wasn't. He wasn't the Josef Jenner, the knife thrower. So there really were definitely two Josef Jenners around the UK in 1969. One, a hairdresser living on the south coast who married Waltraut Anneline and one, a knife thrower, who lived in the Derby Burton area. But just when I was tying it all up with a bow, I asked Chris, what did Josef Jenner the knife thrower do when he wasn't busy knife throwing? Oh, said Chris, he was a hairdresser. But I'm going to leave that, just to be a coincidence. All the Mr Jenners I'm about to put back in the filing cabinet and we may pull them out sometime in the future. Wouldn't it have been great if Mr. Jenner had proved to be the key to the whole mystery? There certainly were some extremely unlikely coincidences going on and that required me to get to the bottom of things. And it's only by disappearing down these rabbit holes that one day we'll find the truth. But. I think we've established beyond reasonable doubt that Mr. Jenner isn't the key. The Kun family, well, they're all safely in Australia, and the two Josef Jenners, well, one's busy knife throwing and the other's busy hairdressing. So, where do we go from here? It's odd. Sometimes I feel like I'm almost being guided through this process. That sounds odd to someone who comes from a scientific background, but sometimes that feeling is almost palpable. One piece leads to another, but I kind of had to know the previous piece for the next one to make sense. So this is what I think, where we go from here is this. Remember Zoe mentioned those three people of interest, Yoji, we still don't know who he is yet, the female impersonator, and is it another coincidence that Josef Jenner was also involved in the nightclub and cabaret scene around the Burton area? That could be an interesting coincidence. And the Estonian. It's time for me to get back to these people and dig and dig until we unearth some truths about them. So until next time, have a good one. Mm.
The Mysterious Case of Fred the Head is a GSE Media production. Written, produced and narrated by myself, Ken Davis. <laughs>